0: I shared with you at the beginning of this prayer series that I struggle personally, honestly, with with prayer because there's a couple of theological things that I believe that are solid, that are biblical, and those are that God already knows what I'm about to say because Scripture says that. He already knows. He's, He's that much ahead of us, and He knows our thoughts. God's plan is to work good for those who are called according to His purpose. I know that. That means when it's a good thing, he's working in it. When it's a tough thing, he's working in it for the good. So he knows what I'm going to say, and his plan is always working for my good. Do you understand where I get a little messed up on, okay, where's my prayer go from there? So here's where I've come to in this journey. Prayer for me is not so much me bringing my list and say, God, I need you to do this and do this. But you're going to find out he's going to ask us to do that. Today, I'm going to show you a passage that says, if you'll ask, if you'll knock, there's going to be some things happening for you. So there is that request of the Lord for us to do that, even though I don't get it because my God is bigger than my brain can comprehend. But I have come to the place where I've tried to do more listening than talking when it comes to praying. I want to hear the voice of the Spirit and the Word of God, and as that instructs me, my plan is to have enough courage to take an action upon what he just said. hear me? It takes some courage, always. I don't know about you, faith may be really easy for you, it's just hard for me. When God says, you know that thousand you were saving for that, I want you to give that to her, because she's having difficulty. Yes, Lord, maybe I'm not sure I'm hearing right. Taking this step of courage to take a step of faith in obedience to the leading of the spirit and the word of God is where I want to be and I have to tell you I ask myself this question why is it so hard for me to pray and I'm, I'm about to get uh, confessional with you and when I do you go like that my biggest problem is I still doubt uh, fight doubt anybody else fight doubt? It's not an intellectual doubt because I am convinced when God's word says he's going to do something, he cannot lie. There's no darkness in him. So intellectually, I know his word says what he says is going to be true. So I don't doubt it intellectually. So where does that doubt come from? I told you this a week or so ago. I think it's just the dirt of which is going to be a part of our life. And out of that dirt is is where that springs up faith. And we stand in obedience to God no matter what our emotions are telling us. Wherever that doubt comes from. We stand on the word of God. That's hard. That's harsh. And that's bad for a preacher to tell you. But that's a struggle. But it doesn't mean that we do not pray. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of powerful things that are happening in prayer. Turn to Matthew and I'll show you one, Matthew 7. Challenging stuff. I'm te- This is going to push some of your faith because it pushes me when I hear about what Jesus says is going to happen in prayer. This is not what I'm telling you should be. This is what Jesus, because it's red letter in my Bible. And red letter has to be Jesus talk. Chapter 7, verse 7. Got it? Ask, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. I'm going to just take that little section right there then why is it at times that we feel like that he's not answered or he didn't answer in the way we want? Well, James said it like this over in James 4, verse 3. You ask, and it says you receive not because you ask amiss. Simply means you ask incorrectly. And not, I'm not, I don't think that means the right English words. I'm thinking it means you ask inappropriately. We're asking God to do something that is not appropriate for God to do or his word supports. So get me on that. When we're praying, the key is praying in the will of God. You will have what you ask. If you're praying outside of the will of God, you do not want him to answer that prayer. Right? Because if you're outside of God's will and you're wanting this to be done... And God gives it to you. It's outside of his will. You don't want to go there. There's no blessing in it. There's no life in it. I want to give you an eternal law of God's kingdom. Listen to this carefully. This is a law. Asking you re- will receive. Everyone who asks receives. That's a principle within God's kingdom that is not shakable. I don't care what our unbelief has produced in our life in the past. This is the truth. Everyone who asks receives it's the promise of his word matter of fact let me just uh, show you Matthew 21 verses 21 and 22 Jesus answered and said unto them truly I say to you if you have faith and do not doubt you will not only do what was done to this fig tree if you'll remember the story where the Lord cursed the fig tree but even if you and would you circle this in your scripture I do write in my Bible and I don't think you go to hell for that Circle that word, the next word. But just, even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. Circle the word say. If you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. Jesus is just bold, isn't he? In his declarations. There's no wishy-washiness here. He just says what he's going to do. Matthew 8, uh, verses 5 through 13. A century century came to him, which is a leader, military leader, over a hundred troops. Asking for help, Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and is in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, which is, listen, this is a Jew going to a Gentile's house. He said, "Uh, I, I will go in and I'll go with you. And I'll heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I don't deserve to have you under my roof. But just, would you circle the next word? But just say the word and my servant will be healed. Just say it and it'll be done. So there's a couple of places where we have to say something. Now look at Matthew chapter 9 verse 20 and 22. I'm just trying to show you there's beginning to be a pattern hear about how we're to walk in faith and pray in faith. Matthew 9, 20. A woman subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said, circle that, look who she's talking to. She said to herself, if I'll only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. There's two or three things I want to get to you today, and I have to go quick. First is this. Have faith and do not doubt. That's not easy. It sounds easy. sounds real religious. But it says, have faith and do not let doubt rise up to overcome your faith. Keep, your, keep that doubt. Which is, I think, a part of the human experience. Keep it pushed down and keep the faith intense in front of you. Andrew Murray, you've probably heard of Andrew, one of the great writers, uh, especially about the issue of prayer, said this Let every learner in the school of Christ, therefore, take the master's words with all simplicity. Everyone who asks receives. Christ had good reasons for speaking so unconditionally. Be careful not to weaken the word of God with human wisdom. When he tells us heavenly things, believe him. His word will explain itself to him who believes it fully. Our work is to accept and believe his promise completely. Okay, what is doubt? Well, we've kind of talked about that already. Because we want to have a faith that says if God says it, that he will do it. If we get that built within us, that confidence within us, and we start praying for one another, situations come up, we know what the intention of Jesus is because he's very clear. And if we know the will of God in a situation, we know the word of God in a situation, we just say, Lord, all you have to do is say the word. Just say the word. And he will be healed. And it'll be like that. It's hard to believe, isn't it? I don't know about you. Unbelief, failed prayers have built a a case against God inside of us. When Jesus just tears it way down and gets to the simple foundational truth. The result of doubt is not receiving from the Lord when we ask and we expect rejection. That's doubt. When we ask doubting that he is even willing to do anything in my life, that's doubt. And I struggle with it. James says it like this in chapter 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with out doubting for the one who doubts, listen, this is what doubt does to us. The one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown, driven, and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Wow. Do you know what James says doubt stops God's work in our life. Doubt stops when we're praying for things that are impossible for us to do. Impossible for us to have a healing for that or a, that person to be saved. It seems impossible, but it's it's very clear. And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we have whatever we've asked. We know that we have the, have the request we have been asked of him. And that's 1 John 5 second have the courage to say remember i had you circle say in those passages have the courage to say something say to your hindrance move and this is a little weird say with me say to your hindrance move and it will move he said i'm just replace hindrance with mountain he said say to the mountain be cast out of my way and it'll move I didn't tell you this, promise. This is the one who saved you, said this to you. You have an authority of a kingdom within you that it says if you'll say to that whatever is hindering you, it'll move. You want to practice it? We're going to need a new children's wing and about a million dollars. That's a mountain. Do you think that's a mountain? That's more than a hill. That's a mountain. So what if we just start saying, Lord, move that hindrance? What do you say? It'll be moved. A little risky here, this faith thing, isn't it? It's risky. Messes with us. Say the word. Speak God's scriptural truth and it releases kingdom power. Remember the centurion? Just say the word. Then I like this one. It was new to me. The woman that had the issue of blood, said, she said to herself, if I can just touch it, if I can just touch the hymn, I will be healed. See, faith, and she had to tell herself, I don't know about you, I have to tell myself more than anybody else, God said he's going to do that, and all I have to do is touch it, and it's, he's going to do that work. You know why I have to say it to me? Because doubt is always bubbling around. Vicki and I purchased, just to let you know of our business skills in a sense, we purchased a piece of property near the church in Nixa because we were going to try to move a little closer. We we bought it toward the end of 2007, if you know anything about that. A $55,000 property immediately turned into a $40,000 property overnight when the bubble broke and so we decided in the journey at this extended age that we are now in, we did not want to go into debt to build a house down there, so guess what, I got to ride a moor on three acres of land for eight years I've prayed more on that land than any other place on the planet, please God, please give this land to somebody else so we finally, finally sold it and lost a lot of money in the sale of that property. And I, the Lord spoke to me in the midst of that toward the end of it. It's one of those things, I've not heard the Lord speak audibly to me. I don't hear voices. But I heard him speak in such a definite way. It's hard to explain. But you know, if the Lord's spoken to you, you know when you know. The Lord said, I'm going to take care of that debt for you. I even had the courage to say to Vicki, the Lord's going to cover this. It's going to be removed. And through some, just some of the strangest circumstances, uh, only God can do, he literally paid off $20,000 of money we did not have. <clears throat> and all I can tell you is it happened, and I'm still with my mouth open. God, Really? Just say the word. Just say the word he said. You know what Proverbs says about the power of your mouth? Now all of you need to listen to this. There's power in your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat of its fruit. Some of you are speaking death to yourself all the time. You know why you're having so much problems? There's power in what you're speaking. You're creating uh, uh, out in front of you through your words, you're creating an environment if you speak life try it matter of fact do an audit of what you say during a day and what did, what did you just say out loud start speaking life Second Corinthians Paul says this we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believed and therefore I have spoken we also believe and therefore speak there's something about this declaration and speaking about God's will and God's word that is, it, it comes about. Mark said it like this: For verily I say unto you that whosoever sa- shall say to this mountain, be removed. Remember, we read it. Those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Third thing. Last, I'm gonna close. Expect the promised action of God. This is the third step. Expect the promised action of God. Here's what scripture says. In asking, you will receive. In seeking, you will find. In knocking, he will reveal his plan. He will let you in. He will open doors that are currently closed. Ask if you knock. In speaking to your hindrance... He will move it. In declaring God's word, you will be healed. These are all scriptural statements. In talking to yourself, believe God has healed you. Uh, Andrew Murray, I quoted him earlier. He said this. One of the terrible marks of the diseased state of Christian life these days is that there are so many who are content without the distinct Experience of answer to prayer. When we pray, expect God to answer. Now, he may answer no. He may reject your request. And you need to say, thank you, Jesus. Because what you just asked was not in accordance with his plan and his will. So just receive it. Moses asked to go into the land of promise, right? God told him no. When a child asks his father for something that is not good for him, and the father says no, it's still a good answer. So sometimes he may just tell you no. But do know this prayer is supposed to have an answer. It should be something that we expect. It's our job to implicitly believe the word of the Lord. Listen to this. We must stop letting feeble experience of unbelief limit what faith can expect. I'm gonna say it again because that's really good. We must stop letting the feeble experiences of unbelief limit what faith can expect. Come on up, Vic. These, These things that we've been looking at through this season when we're on, this is day 20. Of our journey together through the secrets of the secret place. And we've been taking God's word, looking at what it says about prayer, the issue of prayer, the importance of prayer, the power of prayer. Why? Because I've told you, as we get it together in unity, as our get our heads in the same place in unity around the word of God on a daily basis, we're praying for our three three issues on your sheet, and we hear that God is going to move. Faith begins to rise. God begins to work among that faith. I left up the prayer sheets around the wall because I want you to keep praying for them. If you feel so moved to pray today, go to one of them, take some with you, pray in agreement, pray in unity. We're going to take just a moment for you to just realize if God says this, do I have the courage to stand on it? Do I have the courage to believe it? I think the Lord says, try me. Try me. The God we serve is a God that cannot lie. He has all the power of heaven and of earth at his disposal. There's nothing off limits to him. Some of you may need to move some mountains today. Find out what it is and just say in the name of Jesus, I'm going to ask you to get hindrance, get out of my way. Some are looking for an answer. Ask him. He said, I'll tell you. Some are trying to get into a place that's blocked. Well, if it stays blocked, stop trying. But if you ask God to open the right door, go through the door that he opens. Our God is a good God. He does great things for us. I think we live underneath the uh, abilities and the freedoms that he's given us as his children. Let's rise up a step or two. Rise up a step or two. Would you stand? We're going to have a worship time. Altars, if you want to pray, let's come and pray. If you want to go to a prayer sheet, prayer guide, pray. You can do that. Take just a moment.